You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that builds a world using random Wikipedia articles and then plays a game in that world. This season, it's divine felines and canines, a pantheon where every god is either a cat or a dog, metaphorically speaking. How day. How day. So How day. I try to avoid swearing on this podcast, but I don't think I can say this without swearing. Mm-hmm. So I live in a pretty old house. It's uh, 110 years old and, you know, a little bit drafty and such. And uh, I have occasionally what I can only refer to as shitty house spiders. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which look like sort of miniaturized daddy long legs, but shittier. Oh, <laughs> like sh- like short legs? <laughs> no, like really, really long legs and a really tiny body, and it's all black. And I've only ever encountered them around dead, <laughs> which is why I figured they were so shitty. It seems like their life cycle is like exist for a few seconds and then immediately die. Yeah. <laughs> So I've sort of wondered how they can even exist at all, because that seems to be the only thing they do. Um, Mm. And then I encountered one today that was alive, walking around. And it seems to move uh, three legs at a time as it walks, which is (laughs) shitty because it's got eight legs and that doesn't divide evenly into three. No. (laughs) No, it does not. And so it was just walking along the floor really slowly in this super shitty way. And that was almost worse. Like to just watch this thing, which seems to like at the beginning of its life, seem to barely be able to walk in any comprehensible way at all to start with. Yeah. And I'm so curious about these things. They're so shitty. And I can't find any information about what sort of spider they are or what they eat or why they're here or anything about them. (laughs) And it's just captivating. It's like the only creature that I've seen that is just like straight up just shitty. Uh-huh. Anyway, that was my day. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine there was a brief period where you thought maybe like having seen one alive, maybe these spiders aren't so shitty after all. And then immediately having that hope being dashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about y'all? My entire week has been just a bit off. Mm. Like this week, uh, like starting this week, they changed my one day a week where I go into the office from Thursday to Monday. Oh. And so like after going in Thursdays for like a year or, or close to it, it's just thrown off my sense of time in a very strange way. Like, I keep forgetting what day it is Mm. because for so long I've had these very consistent markers of things that I I do on certain days. And Mm. now they're all, they're all thrown off. Like I have to rearrange the days that I go to the gym because I don't want to go to the gym on a Monday because I'm too tired from having to wake up early to go into the office. Oh God. Various Mm. other things. Also part of the reason that I am late today is I was doing some like quick grocery shopping at Aldi had like a handful of items, four or five things. And I get in line 
And this woman just kind of comes up and says, oh, sorry, I was next. And proceeds to take like 15 items that she had just stashed within arm's length of the the checkout like uh, including <gasps> including like across the aisles of like oh of other God. checkout lanes and <sighs> just like proceeded to to like set all these things down in front of me and then leave and continue shopping <gasps> and <laughs> And oh like, the, the checkout person had started like scanning her items as like she just uh, walked away, uh, and both of us just stood there and watched her. Like, oh, I God. I don't know what to do with this. No, and I was like, I just have five items. Can I just? But no, <laughs> I I am so I don't know how to handle. Like, I can't. Yeah, I can't process. I, I, what like kind of mindset somebody must be in to, to do that and not be mortified. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the confidence. Yeah. Like the confidence or like lack of self-awareness should just say, hold on, I'm here, but I also need to be over there doing the thing that you do before you get to this point. Like, like, not even an apology. Like the the checkout process had already began, and and she just spent another two minutes or so, like getting like six bottles of water and like a toy and some cookies. Well, I mean, in a way, kind of good on them for hedging their bets that they can be in every aisle simultaneously and also <laughs> shopping. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like there's been this really like insular pressure that a lot of people have been feeling over the past, you know, couple of years where it sort of is, you know, everyone for themselves and sort of the, the rest of sort of politeness can kind of like screw off. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess that's probably all always been there, but it seems like it's been compounded and compounding recently. Like people have just forgotten or stopped caring about how to be people. Right, or to to be in a group of people or something like that. Like, I'm all for, like, questioning social norms and, like, there's there's no need to do th- certain things just because they've been done that way in the past. <laughs> but it feels like the, like the process of checking out at a grocery store has been, like, we've got that one hammered out. Yes. <laughs> you you get your things, you wait in the order that you you are all standing in. Like, like that's no, one of no the few around. like social interactions that I actually feel like, okay, yes, this is something that I know how to do correctly. And it's uh-huh. established there's there's an order here and we are not going to there will be some weirdness, but like there's not gonna be people, you know, doing wild shit and like I understand how to complete this interaction and it does not take me a lot of self-control to do it in the expected way. But and, I don't And yeah, think and some people are just operating on a different level. Confusing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that works in your brain space. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Uh, I I don't understand how it works in your brain space. Pot of wonder. Pot of wonder. Mm. Yeah. Season season nine. Divine felines and canines. What did we do last time? 
That's a really good question. What uh, did we do last time? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we made two gods, kind of. I mean, yeah, well, a, du- a kind All of right. dual one. Yeah. A holy trinity situation. Yeah. Uh, a holy du- 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 duo. Duo. A holy, yeah. holy duo. It feels like that needs another syllable. Like, Trinity gets a whole nitty. Anyway, mm. uh, we've made, uh, primarily we made Pitohui, but also made Oriole. Uh, Pitohui is a god of poison who uh, was formerly uh, on the surface Oriole, a god of medicine. Uh, when the, the theater kids fell down to below, uh, Oriel took on a, a new identity and a new purpose because there's so much poison stuff down there. Oh, and uh, also choreography around that, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a... So the choreography of the future generations or the past generations or something like that? Yeah, the, the choreography that lets you avoid the poison while while the while the theater kids were getting established is also future choreography for some untold event. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I <laughs> these things <laughs> just recounting them even a week after we invented them <laughs> is really questionable. Like sometimes we're like at the gym when I run out of podcasts to listen to the day, I'll just drop into our back catalog and like listen <laughs> to an old episode mm-hmm. and like, like fully like devoid of any context of like what came before or what we did. <laughs> There's some weird stuff that hap- that we've come up with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't think that gets appreciated enough. Is how much weird stuff we've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. All right, let's add to the pile with uh, this week's episode. All oh, right, I've got my article. There's many little tidbits to it. Is a tidbit smaller than a bit? I think so. How many tids in a full bit? Mm. I think it's usually mm. eight. That seems right, right? And then you get a, a thousand tidbits and you have a, a tid kilobyte. It wouldn't be a decabit. Uh, I think, would that be just 10? No, because that would be 800, right? Maybe? I don't know. Morgan, you're computers. <laughs> what? Is Mike, Mike, you are also computers. Well, if so, so we've established that there are eight tidbits in a bit. Uh huh. So, how many tidbits in a kilobit? I can't do math right now. <laughs> anyway, I've got <laughs> Ratoncito Perez. Uh, <laughs> Ratoncito Perez, uh, Perez the Little Mouse, is a fantasy figure of early childhood in Spanish and Hispanic American cultures. It's kind of like a mouse that is also the tooth fairy, because uh, children are told when they lose their teeth to put it under their pillow, and Ratoncito Perez will give them a small gift. Mm-hmm. Um he came about, be, uh, you know, there's sort of older versions of this, but the current Gratoncito was kind of birthed in 1894 when Queen Maria Cristina commissioned 
uh, an author, Louis Coloma, to write a tale for King Alfonso XIII, who had just lost his tooth at the age of eight. Ratoncito Perez lives in a box of cookies with his family. He cunningly misleads cats in the vicinity who may be lurking. And he was honored in 2003 by the City Council of Madrid, being the first fictional character honored with a plaque by the City Council. Ooh. Mm. I have no idea what this would be, but I like it. That is very appealing. I have Kanum Kanum, which it translates to Eyes and Eyes, which is a Tamil language film. Um, so, and I'm going to butcher some names here, so I apologize. Sestha Muthi uh, is an orphan who vents his feelings in a poem, but does not submit it to a magazine. Surprisingly, he reads a poem penned by a girl in a magazine that is quite similar to what he has written. <gasps> um, he writes a letter and gets a reply. Their friendship develops, and it gradually evolves into love. One fine day, Sethamufi goes to Katularan to meet the girl and stays at his friend's house. The girl's away at college. Ironically, she is the sister of his friend. In the second half, the friend dies in a mishap accidentally what? caused by Sethamufi. Wishing what? to atone for his fault, he takes on his friend's responsibilities and considers his friend's sisters as his own sisters. When the girl comes back, she finds a new brother who is supposed to be her lover. She's supposed up joins the league of rare films that have shown that love can be selfless. A beautiful, made, silent love story full of innocence. Hmm. Okay. I have I have one. Hooray. <laughs> that image. Why 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 that picture though? Why is that the movie picture? <laughs> <laughs> it's cauliflower puree. It's just very upsetting when it's that large. Yeah. Out <laughs> <laughs> of wonder. <laughs> A puree or mash is cooked food, usually vegetables, fruits, or legumes. That has been ground, pressed, blended, or sieved to the consistency of a creamy paste or liquid. Purees of specific foods are often known by specific names. For example, applesauce or hummus. The term is of French origin, where it meant in Old French, purified or refined in the 13th century. The overlap with other dishes of similar consistency, like soups, creams, and gravies, the term is not commonly used for paste-like foods prepared from cereal flours, such as grain or muesli, nor with oily nut pastes, such as peanut butter. The term paste is often used for purees intended to be used as an ingredient, rather than eaten. I was really hoping to look at the, the talk section to see if there was some kind of argument over whether you could call pastes purees, but there is not. <laughs> Mm. There's a small mm. book called Ask a Philosopher, where uh, the question was, is ketchup a smoothie? Mm. <laughs> and mm. what was the verdict? Um, well, it was a philosophy book, so it didn't really come down on one side or the other. <laughs> of course. What did I expect? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, very different group of articles <laughs> uh any any thoughts any feelings any ideas 
I love puree. I'm not really sure where to go with it. Yeah, a god of purees. Yeah, I like the idea of like the the origin of being purified or refined. Mm. Like like the god of like mending through destruction or, mm-hmm. or like mm. beneficial transformation or something. Mm-hmm. And there's something I'm not really sure. There's a little bit of a tidbit here that I'm thinking of, <laughs> which is that um, what you are is improved by like smashing you into little parts. Right. Um, yeah. And like you you are one thing like uh chickpeas and then you get purified and you get an entirely different name like hummus Mm. like that's interesting to me maybe how like food starts being developed like underground yeah how people start like you know moderate modulating like how they what kind of foods they eat because of what's available and maybe certain foods are just like much better if you puree them or something, or like yeah. if you don't puree them, it can be a problem. Since we discussed there's a lot of poisonous stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this thing is deadly poisonous on its own, but if you mash it up, it somehow becomes safe to eat. Hmm. <laughs> I was almost thinking of something darker. Hmm. Like uh, mm. I don't know your house falls down and like your books and pottery get mixed in with the pieces of the house or something and it's better now because it's all sort of one homogenous gloop (laughs) or like uh you have your shoes lined up in a row and other people's shoes are there and someone trips and all the shoes get mixed up together and that's better now i mean i think yeah, there there is the more specific idea of dealing with food, but mm. I, I I still am kind of tempted by the that like like destructive transformation type of idea. Yeah, mm. or not even necessarily destruction so much as uh, I don't know, like entropy. Yeah. Like transformation, uh, like an unstable state, and like because we are building a pantheon, I feel like the the puree god would be in kind of a maybe part of a a, a dyad or a triumvirate with like Featherstick and maybe Tolga about like mm. you know like being resourceful in in the face of of un, of like uncertainty and then Mm -hmm. uh like what happens after that that uncertain process you you've become something else you've been broken down and Mm. now you become a different thing yeah like the the change gods or something like Mm -hmm. the triumvirate of change or something like that yeah it sounds like we were pretty set yeah pure puree so Oh. We can just figure out what exactly it, it puree will be. Cool. Woof. I like how it does the two seconds to start. Whatever thing. It's nice. Uh-huh. Little, little countdown.
Yeah. It's very Makes hot. it feel like a big event. Yes. Whee. And big event time it is. Yes. We're gonna puree. We're gonna puree. Puree, puree. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we will destroy this Wikipedia article and turn it into a god. Yes. And which will be an improvement. Exactly. <laughs> Probably. For sure. Be confident. Yes. Yeah. We do good things. Yeah. Yeah. We believe in ourselves and we believe in you. Yeah. So only one of those things is relevant right now. Sorry. But we do believe in you outside of when we're not recording. Yes. 15 minutes are on the clock. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Cool. Because I zoned out of that whole entire thing. Okay. <laughs> Very quickly. So a, th- a thing we kind of discussed in world building episodes is that for for these things to be gods of the in this world, it has to be like a major or important part of that, we, which we, we may be kind of undermined with cake train because that was just a, a very minor thing. But <laughs> but but the the idea of transforming something in in a way that could reasonably be called destruction sometimes like that, that should be a part of this world. Mm. How, (laughs) how, how do that? How do that? We, we, we talked uh, culinarily a bit. Right. Yes. Um, Yeah. Cause like, cause they, they went underground. So they need to, we need to figure out different ways of making things and maybe some things start to just taste better with when they're pureed instead of like people try to chomp on them. And then it's like, it becomes the, like the hallmark of their cuisine from now on. Mm-hmm. So if we're just talking from a cuisine point of view, uh, what sort of creature would need everything to be sort of ground up into this, homogeneous mixture are these Mm -hmm. like creatures that no longer have teeth um do things like uh, chopping is that not a thing anymore is the only way of preparing food that i don't know you uh mortar and pestle it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. because of the pestilence and Mm -hmm. um uh, is there only is there one creature which has uh, the all of the teeth? <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, you know, so in, in, instead of having like a grinding stone for uh, sort of crushing things together, that there's one large uh, or herbivorous kind of thing, and it's the only thing that knows how to chew. So if anything needs to be eaten by you, it has to be masticated by this thing first. So we didn't discuss the pre-fall world much, but it seemed like it was a fairly developed society that happened to to fall underground. Mm -hmm. So some... 
either pureeing food was a big thing beforehand or something happened mm-hmm. in the underground process, either the falling or being there that made mm-hmm. chewing or m- made chewing not a, a tenable option. Mm. I think um, it's kind of weird for everybody's teeth to just go missing. Yeah, that would be... I don't know if that would work. Well, uh, unless we're going to use part of your article. It, yes, perhaps Perhaps a small rat took everyone's teeth. Perhaps <laughs> a small rat took everyone's teeth. And what, what did you get in exchange for, for the tooth? Uh, a cookie or something? Um, I forget. Small gifts. It is uh, nonspecific. So that sort of begs the question, and I'm not trying to shoehorn your, your article in here, mm-hmm. but... Um, would it be possible that exchanging your teeth for small gifts, like all of them, was a good deal for some reason? Hmm. I... Granted, I, I don't live in a odd fantasy world with many specific gods, but it would have to be a very good deal for me to trade away my teeth. <laughs> I do use them daily. Right, but you're going to get... You're going to get somewhere between three and 32 gifts, right? Depending on who you are. <laughs> hmm. Maybe we'll let's focus more on the, <laughs> the different re a uh, different reason for your per- for pureeing perhaps. Yes. Like um, maybe <clears throat> the food, like thinking kind of like a, oily nut based puree like a a not a paste like a like mm, nuts no, no, no. like peanuts walnuts like hard outer shells but edible insides like what if the the first thing that people found that was edible underground was something like that like yeah, yeah. It, we, we could spend 15 minutes digging this out or we could just grind it all up and you know eat the dense not particularly nutritive bits along with the tasty innards yeah like i was thinking like just like just maybe things just that they start finding it would just they just taste better if they're if they can be like pureed and have stuff like added to them in that kind of way like you know yeah, or potentially, I guess, not even edible at all unless it's a paste. Yeah. Like creating some sort of fortified gruel that can feed everybody is mm-hmm. probably the immediate concern. Ooh. And like we, we find this one thing, there's lots of it, just grind it up, pass it out in bowls mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, and like people probably like have like some salt or something like that. And like people can like add shit to it to like make it more edible. Cause like maybe you can find some spices pretty easy and it's easy enough to grind that shit up and, you know, use it that way. And like, so people just start experimenting mm. at, and it grows out of that. And it's like, you know, maybe they start figuring out different foods that they can like grow and make and eat underground. But like, this was kind of like, the first food and so it's like a really central part of like any kind of meal like you're always gonna have like you know no matter what you're having it's like you, you're gonna end up ha- you're gonna have like a puree of some sort along with your meal because it's just it's just how it goes yeah like 
I'm thinking that this could be like like one of the portfolios of this god could be food because like what is cooking but like breaking down and transforming mm-hmm. something yeah <clears throat> like i i was thinking recently when like i've been making these no bake oatmeal cho- chocolate oatmeal ball things Right, and right, right. it's it, it's like if you gave me a pile like here, here's a stick of butter, here's a half a cup of sugar, here's a cup and a half of oats, here's three tablespoons of chocolate. Would you eat all of these things individually? No, but if you mm-hmm. mash them all together and stick them in the fridge for an hour, you have a delicious treat, and I would easily eat ten of them. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so the the act of mashing and combining and transforming is like what makes it into a thing, rather than just a collection of ingredients. Yeah, it, 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 it becomes like more enjoyable. It, yeah, it be, yeah, it becomes more than the ingredients through through mm-hmm. this transformation. And like maybe like after after everyone like has to go underground, like maybe that's like one of the few things that is, like, people can easily grasp onto to, like, take comfort in, is, like, you know, okay, cool, I can, I can do this, like, this is, like, a thing I'm comfortable doing, it's, like, a, something, like, nice that feels good, and, you know. Yeah, and if we're treating this as part of a, a change triumvirate with Featherstick and Tolga, like, this is kind of the, the outcome of of all of the the uncertainty and the resourcefulness like Mm -hmm. you like whatever happens you always have something kind of left at the end of it that it isn't what you started with but it it is different you are different and Mm -hmm. i i think we decided generally improved upon yeah it's like us uh the concept of like the the positive outcomes of change that like can happen, like the possibility for something good to come about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's sort of like this would be the triumvirate, but possibly in the middle of the three, which is to say that the puree is making both decisions at once. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. having the the big weird nut, and I'm not having the pile of spice. I'm not having to choose between those things. I'm making both of the choices and allowing both of the outcomes to be true. Yeah, maybe in the way like creating an option that wasn't immediately apparent. Like is it is it nut time? Is it spice time? Why not spicy nut time? Right. Mm. And I think probably just sort of lingering in the background of at least my mind is like, this is like the god for transgendered people. Yes. Yes. Fuck yes. Wow. I am. I am. I'm appalled that I did not think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. Okay. Because I was like, does Morgan just not want to no, say it? it? Like, I'll say sense. it. <laughs> I am just like. I just genuinely am very. I don't put things together sometimes. <laughs> oh fuck. Shit, I should have. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like 99% of the time I would have thought of that. Like, <laughs> like God damn it, I'm okay. slacking. <laughs> okay. Okay, ju- just I checking. Love it. Fuck yes. Hell but, yeah. But yeah, like, f- f- 
Yeah, like taking it outside the culinary realm, like that that is one of the many ways that this god makes themselves known through like, hey, different thing now. Like yeah, you go yeah, by yeah. a different yeah, you yeah, go yeah, by yeah. a different name. It's <laughs> but you're you're generally better. Yeah. And like and like since we're doing kind of like the smaller gods, like this starts off as a really small god. Like, but like over the, you know, the, the long term of like this society underground or whatever, like that everything that comes from it, like it will gradually like become a very large, like part of the Pantheon, but like it starts small because it's a new thing and it's still scary, but like, you know, over time. Yeah, because society as a whole is undergoing a very big change that involves lots of destruction and transformation. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so maybe maybe it started out as a food god, but has become like applicable in so many more areas to the point where it's just any any kind of change. Yeah, yeah, like like over time, like more and more kind of is like you know, kind of starts to be associated with this God and like that, that contributes to the God, like growing in terms of power or like prominence. And Mm -hmm. like, it just makes sense because of course this happens. Cause like, this is one of those like constants of life, but you know, it's being understood differently after going underground and you know, everything's changing, including changing. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Looking at looking at the notes we eventually made for fire for Featherstick, uh, <laughs> is that they they are siblings with Tolga? Is uh is that also is this god who we still need to name also a family member of of like are they uh, like siblings as well as a triumvirate? Mm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that ends up being part of it yeah i think they're they're siblings like they're understood to have come from the same source or something of that sort Mm -hmm. yeah like maybe their their parent god is some broader concept or something that happens more frequently and like each of these children takes on a a different kind of subheading of that right yeah, the parent god would be something like the movement of time in a particular direction or something. Yeah. But. Okay. I, let's... Na- ooh, coulis is uh, French for strain. That seems like a fun kind of name for a god. A couple minutes earlier, I wrote down the fortified gruel as the name of the god. The fortified gruel. Hmm. But that sounds vaguely threatening, which I don't think is appropriate. It, it does. But that was also when I was thinking about, you know, all of the teeth being missing. But Yeah, I mean, there's not a big sort of name similarity. Oh, whoop. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, Tolga and Featherstick are not very similar names, so there's not really a pattern set by the parent, so... It could be something mm. like fortified gruel for all we know, but mm. yeah. But be- be- before we hot seat, we need to name this god and say cat yeah. or dog. Uh, Maybe we could call it Siv. Siv. 
Yeah, I like that. Civ. Civ. Spelled like the tool or like maybe S-I-V or something? S-I-V, but like maybe several Vs. A a differing number of Vs. (laughs) Civ. Okay. Cat or dog? Tolga was a cat and Featherstick was a dog, so we... Mm. Can we? There's no uh, family rhyme or reason there that we can draw on. Feels cat, but I'm not really sure why. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I think cats and dogs can both be fairly destructive or transformative mm. in their own ways. Mm-hmm. We, oh, cats are more liquidy than dogs. Ooh, yeah, yes. Yes, yes. That, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's, um, that's the more, aspect that lumps them in with yeah. the caps. Just yeah. like yeah. liquid. <laughs> more yeah. <laughs> more malleable in shape and form. Mm-hmm. All nice. Right. And also I feel like if I had to have one of them make a paste, it would be the cat. <laughs> they do <laughs> need things a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they gotta need that biscuit dough. Yeah, oh, yeah. Transforming <laughs> it into delicious breads. Exactly. There we go. Nice. Um, All right. Hot seat time. We're making it g- making good time. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. uh, mute myself, take off my headphones, and you can uh, at me in the Zencaster chat because Sierra is laying across my keyboard, and I'm afraid to touch anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. She's she's at a point where none of the keys she's laying on are doing anything, which is. That's impressive, I- actually. Mm. Yeah. That is the ideal. Yeah, so definitely don't do anything to disturb that. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. Tell us once you're muting. I'm right. uh, muting now. All right, cool. All right. Danny can't hear us. So my idea, I, I have thoughts. I have a potentially, I want to do a cooking competition. Cooking competition? Yes, and Danny is like, it's... It's a cooking competition in honor of Civ, and it's like there's like one con- one contestant is like presenting their uh, dishes or whatever to the judges, and we can be the judges. Okay, and we can ask Danny about what kind of dish or puree or like questions about the um the the dish the puree. Thing. Okay. So we're so this is is this a cooking competition where um there's only one contestant each year? Um so is is Danny like the contestant this year and we are the judges and this is just sort of like a pattern that happens to honor Civ or is this just one contestant of many or um hmm. Because I kind of like the idea of a competition where there's only one person in the competition. Just because that seems silly. Like, maybe there's this, like, whole time period where this this competition season is, like, going on. And then, like, and each episode or each, like, instance is one contestant. And, like, at the very end, the... Um, the judges will like separately choose like the winner or something maybe, but like each like instance of them competing is like them competing to try and 
is them like just trying to stay there and so it is kind of a solo show so they're just the, this one contestant is just trying to sway so the the image that i had was the the one contestant has to prepare three things one for each of us and then one for civ so this is uh the two of us and civ collectively deciding how we feel about this contestant yeah and like maybe maybe like I, I feel like probably Siv would give like some kind of like sign of what their opinion was or something like that. Like, I don't know, like something in the PRA or, or something like that. Ooh. So like if Siv likes the PRA that is being presented to Siv, there's like a distinctive like Siv flavor that's added by the God or like it becomes Sivy in some way. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Is, that, like, is that too weird? I don't even know what I that would I don't know. I, I like the I I honestly like the idea kind of of even just like there being a symbolic um dish also made for Civ that's not actually like, you know, given to a person to eat, but it's like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. This is this is Civ's portion that we're gonna um put here for them. And it's like a sign of like, oh, this is like respectful and like maybe you would give like the best bite or whatever to that. Like mm-hmm. little offering thing, um, and the judges would also be like judging how it looks. Like they would not eat that amount, or of course, but like they would judge, uh-huh. like you know, does this look like it's better quality than what we got? Because it should be better. Um, yeah, kind of make sure that you gave the judges a good tasting thing, but like, but Sivs has got to be better. Yeah. Um, would it be weird to say that Sivs portion needs to? literally not be edible by people. Ooh. Not not even like we shouldn't, but like you the dish that you prepare for sieve is like literally poisonous to people. Ooh, yeah, but it's like a decorative. Oh, oh god. It <laughs> 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 looks like Sierra has um has gotten online. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners um oh that's gonna go on forever there's a zencaster chat text chat where i guess um it looks like danny's just sending empty messages <laughs> constantly because <laughs> a cat is sitting on a key um yeah but, is that that not you signaling me oh, no you seem to be signaling yourself oh yeah that's Should, you danny okay. Should I take my headphones off? I don't know. Do we do we have enough to we have enough to work with already? Probably right. Yeah, I think we're good. I'm ready. I feel I feel good. Okay. <laughs> Why is it going so? Oh my goodness! Fuck. I think it's still yeah, it's still going. It's thirty seven. Oh, it's now. just got to catch up to itself. You know, the minute changed. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's still happening. <laughs> um, I maybe we should sh- do a new file. Like what is happening? No, this I'm is this afraid. is great. I kind of want to see how this, this is going to go. Yeah, you know, all everything seems to still be working. So <laughs> I'm frightened by it. It's like, but it's still going. It's still going. Yeah, which is really Once, maybe uh-huh, it just needs yeah, to just, catch up to like what was already entered in, but didn't. No, <laughs> she's on top of the she's on top of the ender key. Oh, that. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll see when the minute changes, the the timestamp of the message will. Yeah, will also do that. What is she even doing? That it's entering my name. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's let's do the hot seat.
Let's hot seat. Yes. Hello. Who? Hi. Who me? Who? So you are uh, a contestant in a cooking show, which is done Ooh. this season to honor Civ. Yeah. Um, the particular way that this works out is it's just uh, you in this particular competition. We two are uh, judges, judges of the purees that you're going to make. So you're going to make a puree for each one of us and also one for Civ. So a total yeah. of three purees. Okay. The Civ one must be poisonous to people and it is not intended for anyone to eat. And we need to make sure that we know that it is the poisonous bits. But it's also supposed to be the best one. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, gorgeous, like, delicious looking. Like, really want to eat it, but, like... Yeah. Not allowed. Um, But, like, ours have to really taste good. But, like... But not as good as the poison. Yeah, it has to be poisonous, but better. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we will judge it aesthetically a lot. Um, Cool. So, uh, yeah. But your name is... um, I think you're gonna be cool Lisa. Like Cool Lisa or nice. whatever. Um <laughs> Cool Lisa. Uh cool and Lisa. you're you're the contestant today. Okay. So has it been just me this whole time? Like each episode is is a competition where I am judged for cooking a thing. Or, like, have there been other contestants before? I feel like maybe there's been other contestants, but it's, like, very stretched out over time, and it's kind of, like, very individualized. Like, you you just want to impress us, and if you impress, like, us, you get, like, a good um, benefit. Like, you get a, a prize of some sort. But, like, it the, the specialness and awesomeness of the prize is, like, really... Um, varied depending on how good your stuff is. So you might not have ever encountered any of the other contestants. Yeah. Okay. Dif- different kind of cooking show, but I mean, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> one at a time, never meet each other. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very strange. I mean, things are different nowadays. <laughs> Especially, like, you know. Yeah. It's the safety protocols. I get it. Yeah. As far as you know, there are no other contestants. <laughs> Ominous. Okay. So, with the poison dish for Civ, is, mm-hmm. am, am I serving all of you the same thing, and just that one has some added poison to it, or am I creating a special separate poison dish? You're creating three separate dishes. There's two judges and the one real judge. Okay. That each of you gets a... None of you eats the same thing. Correct. Correct. Okay. But they all have to, like, look really, really good. But, like, Civs just has to look better than ours. But, like, they all have to look really good. And ours need to taste really good for us. And what... Is the grand prize of this cooking competition show? Um, <laughs> um, well, getting to be on it is a prize in itself, yeah, because um, you get to show off your skills and you'll maybe like get you know become a really successful uh puree chef in your um, like wherever you are. I'm paid in exposure, 
yeah. the paid and exposure. Paid and if you want to come paid in clout. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to return next year, um, you get to, as the real main prize, eat Siv's dish. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I... If I had a fourth question, I would ask how how would you know the dish was poisoned if no one eats it? But I don't have a fourth <laughs> question, so. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> There's weird conspiracy theories, like, floating around, but, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, three minutes go. Hello, I'm Judge One. Uh, I'm Fortifagruel. We are your judges today. What, um, what dish have you prepared for me, Judge One? And why? Well, uh, Judge One, over the several weeks of, of competition, I I feel like I, I've gotten a feel for, for each of your, your different tastes. Uh, so for, for Judge One, for you, I have prepared a an apple hummus, a, a finely ground puree, of course, of, uh, of chickpeas and apples. And, and at the same time, I've put a, a tiny little uh, leaf on top, which is uh, not uh, meant to be eaten, not because it's poisonous, but because it is uh, purely decorative. Mm. Uh, gruel here. Um, as you know, I prefer something to be a lot more toothsome. Uh, what have you prepared for me? Uh, for you, Fortifagruel, I took a big risk. Uh, I, I, I do know you like a, a toothy puree. This is, this is borderline paste. It's, mm. uh, it's a, a, a chunky style, uh, it's a, a chunky style soup. Um, very, very little liquid. Very little liquid in there, but I, I've I've pureed some some tomatoes and some uh, zucchini and a, a, a very rough puree on those. It, and and on top of that, just to kind of uh, complement the dish, I have some uh, baby food. Is the baby food made of teeth? E- pureed teeth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. And for sieve, oh, for sieve, oh, only the the finest of, of purees, as the the rules of the competition state. Of course, it it, it could be nothing less. Uh, I've gotten a a sweet and savory puree in this. I I've I've really uh, mashed and chopped and and diced and and uh, smushed and gouged some uh, some mangoes and some onions and some corn and some potatoes and uh i made the uh the the parent plants of the the onions and and corn and and such watch the pureeing to uh to see the uh <laughs> to see their children being destroyed and i <laughs> i've then collected their tears and mixed them <laughs> And uh, mix them in with some strychnine, and uh, just sort of drizzled that on top. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Why is the noun so strict, though? I would ask. <laughs> um, th- that would be because seven eight. 
Oh, yeah, I realized Stri- we didn't introduce Strix, ourselves. Strict seven, strict eight. This time. Yeah. Forgot to intro ourselves. Well, do that now, and I can rearrange the audio. Nice. Hi, I'm Morgan. They, them, or he, him pronouns. I oh. have two ghost cats. I completely forgot we do that. I just assumed you meant your characters in the hot seat. Yes. Oh, Hi. No. Um, I'm Danny. Any pronouns are fine. And I I mentioned the hot seat, so I cannot put this audio at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier at the end. It's going to be much funnier leaving it where it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike, he, him. One single living shitty house spider. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can buy some t-shirts and stickers and stuff at society6.com slash pod of wonder. Danny can be found on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io. Morgan can be found on Twitter at MorganTheFay. Faye spelled F-A-E because I know there's like eight different ways to spell Faye. Mike and Maria aren't on social media, like any good unfathomable cosmic being. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Music is Divine Inspiration by Johan Vandegrift. See you next time, Wanderers. Wanderers.